Story 198 of Household Tales by Brothers Grimm. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Household Tales by Brothers Grimm. Maid Maylene. There was once a king who had a son, who asked in marriage the daughter of a mighty king. She was called Maid Maylene and was very beautiful. As her father wished to give her to another, the prince was rejected. But as they both loved each other with all their hearts, they would not give each other up. And Maid Maylene said to her father, I can and will take no other for my husband. Then the king flew into a passion and ordered a dark tower to be built, into which no ray of sunlight or moonlight should enter. When it was finished, he said, Therein shalt thou be imprisoned for seven years, and then I will come and see if thy perverse spirit is broken. Meat and drink for the seven years were carried into the tower, and then she and her waiting woman were led into it and walled up, and thus cut off from the sky and from the earth. There they sat, in the darkness, and knew not when day or night began. The king's son often went round and round the tower and called their names, but no sound from without pierced through the thick walls. What else could they do but lament and complain? Meanwhile, the time passed. And by the diminution of the food and drink, they knew that the seven years were coming to an end. They thought the moment of their deliverance was come, but no stroke of the hammer was heard, no stone fell out of the wall, and it seemed to Maid Maylene that her father had forgotten her. As they only had food for a short time longer and saw a miserable death awaiting them, Maid Maylene said, "'We must try our last chance and see if we can break through the wall.' She took the bread knife and picked and bored at the mortar of a stone, and when she was tired, the waiting maid took her turn. With great labor, they succeeded in getting out one stone, and then a second, and a third, and then three days were over, the first ray of light fell on their darkness, and at last the opening was so large that they could look out. The sky was blue, and the fresh breeze played on their faces, but how melancholy everything looked all around. Her father's castle lay in ruins. The town and the villages were, so far as could be seen, destroyed by fire. The fields far and wide laid to waste, and no human being was visible. When the opening in the wall was large enough for them to slip through, the waiting maid sprang down first, and then Maid Maylene followed. But where were they to go? The enemy had ravaged the whole kingdom, driven away the king, and slain all the inhabitants. They wandered forth to seek another country, but nowhere did they find shelter, or a human being to give them a mouthful of bread, and their need was so great that they were forced to appease their hunger with nettles. When, after long journeying, they came into another country, they tried to get work everywhere, but wherever they knocked they were turned away, and no one would have pity on them. At last they arrived in a large city and went to the royal palace. There also they were ordered to go away, but at last the cook said that they might stay in the kitchen and be scullions. The son of the king in whose kingdom they were was, however, the very man who had been betrothed to Maid Maylene. His father had chosen another bride for him, whose face was as ugly as her heart was wicked. The wedding was fixed, and the maiden had already arrived, but because of her great ugliness, however, she shut herself in her room and allowed no one to see her, and Maid Maylene had to take her her meals from the kitchen. When the day came for the bride and the bridegroom to go to church, she was ashamed of her ugliness and afraid that if she showed herself in the streets, she would be mocked and laughed at by the people. Then said she to Maid Maylene, a great piece of luck has befallen thee. 
I have sprained my foot and cannot well walk through the streets. Thou shalt put on my wedding clothes and take my place, a greater honor than that thou canst not have. Maid Maylene, however, refused it and said, I wish for no honor which is not suitable for me. It was in vain, too, that the bride offered her gold. At last she said angrily, If thou dost not obey me, it shall cost thee thy life. I have but to speak the word, and thy head will lie at thy feet. Then she was forced to obey and put on the bride's magnificent clothes and all her jewels. When she entered the royal hall, everyone was amazed at her great beauty, and the king said to his son, This is the bride whom I have chosen for thee, and whom thou must lead to church. The bridegroom was astonished and thought, She is like my maid Maylene, and I should believe that it was she herself, but she has long been shut up in the tower or dead. He took her by the hand and led her to church. On the way was a nettle plant, and she said, O oh, nettle plant, little nettle plant, what's dost thou here alone? I have known the time when I ate thee unboiled, when I ate thee unroasted. What art thou saying? asked the king's son. Nothing, she replied. I was only thinking of Maid Maylene. He was surprised that she knew about her, but kept silence. When they came to the footplank into the churchyard, she said, Footbridge, do not break. I am not the true bride. "'What art thou saying there?' asked the king's son. "'Nothing,' she replied. "'I was only thinking of Maid Maylene.' "'Dost thou know Maid Maylene?' "'No,' she answered. "'How should I know her? "'I have only heard of her.' "'When they came to the church door, she said once more, "'Church door, break not. "'I am not the true bride.' "'What art thou saying there?' asked he. "'Ah,' she answered. "'I was only thinking of Maid Maylene.' "'Then he took out a precious chain, "'put it round her neck, and fastened the clasp.' Thereupon they entered the church, and the priest joined their hands together before the altar and married them. He led her home, but she did not speak a single word the whole way. When they got back to the royal palace, she hurried into the bride's chamber, put off the magnificent clothes and the jewels, dressed herself in her gray gown, and kept nothing but the jewel on her neck, which she had received from the bridegroom. When the night came and the bride was to be led into the prince's apartment, she let her veil fall over her face, that he might not observe the deception. As soon as everyone had gone away, he said to her, What didst thou say to the nettle plant which was growing by the wayside? To which nettle plant? asked she. I don't talk to nettle plants. If thou didst not do it, then thou art not the true bride, said he. So she bethought herself and said, I must go out unto my maid, who keeps my thoughts for me. She went out and sought Maid Maylene. Girl, what hast thou been saying to the nettle? I said nothing but, O oh, nettle plant, little nettle plant, what dost thou here alone? I have known the time when I ate thee unboiled, when I ate thee unroasted. The bride ran back into the chamber and said, I know now what I said to the nettle, and she repeated the words which she had just heard. But what didst thou say to the footbridge when we went over it? asked the king's son. To the footbridge, she answered. I don't talk to footbridges, then thou art not the true bride. She again said, I must go out unto my maid, who keeps my thoughts for me, and ran out and found Maid Maylene. Girl, what didst thou say to the footbridge? I said nothing but, footbridge, do not break, I am not the true bride. That costs thee thy life, cried the bride, but she hurried into the room and said, I know now what I said to the footbridge, and she repeated the words, but what didst thou say to the church door? To the church door, she replied, I don't talk to church doors. Then thou art not the true bride. She went out and found Maid Maylene and said, Girl, what didst thou say to the church door? 
I said nothing but church door, break not, I am not the true bride. That will break thy neck for thee, cried the bride, and flew into a terrible passion. But she hastened back into the room and said, I know now what I said to the church door. And she repeated the words, But where hast thou the jewel which I gave thee at the church door? What jewel? she answered. Thou didst not give me any jewel. I myself put it round thy neck, and I myself fastened it. If thou dost not know that, thou art not the true bride. He drew the veil from her face, and when he saw her immeasurable ugliness, he sprang back terrified and said, How comest thou here? Who art thou? I am thy betrothed bride, but because I feared lest the people should mock me when they saw me out of doors, I commanded the scullery maid to dress herself in my clothes and to go to church instead of me. Where is this girl? said he. I want to see her. Go and bring her here. She went out and told the servants that the scullery maid was an impostor and that they must take her out into the courtyard and strike off her head. The servants laid hold of Maid Maylene and wanted to drag her out, but she screamed so loudly for help that the king's son heard her voice, hurried out of his chamber, and ordered them to set the maiden free instantly. Lights were brought, and then he saw on her neck the gold chain which he had given her at the church door. Thou art the true bride, said he, who went with me to the church. Come with me now to my room. When they were both alone, he said, on the way to the church, thou didst name Maid Maylene, who was my betrothed bride. If I could believe it possible, I should think she was standing before me. Thou art like her in every respect. She answered, I am Maid Maylene, who for thy sake was imprisoned seven years in the darkness, who suffered hunger and thirst, and has lived so long in want and poverty. Today, however, the sun is shining on me once more. I was married to thee in the church, and I am thy lawful wife. Then they kissed each other, and were happy all the days of their lives. The false bribe was rewarded for what she had done by having her head cut off. The tower in which Maid Maylene had been imprisoned remained standing for a long time, and when the children passed by it, they sang, Cling, clang, Gloria, who sits within this tower? A king's daughter, she sits within a side of her I cannot win. The wallet will not break, the stone cannot be pierced. Little hands, your coat's okay, follow me, follow me fast as you may. End of story 198. Read by Nicole DiDio, Montpelier, Vermont, USA, April 17, 2022.